Hey friend, welcome to Galsplained. The podcast where two best gals explain anything and everything to each other better than any man ever has. We have a bone to pick with you, dear listeners. This week we are squashing beef, burying the hatchet, and wiping the slate clean. That's right, we are going to get into where these phrases come from, what the most common bones to pick are, and how the internet says to resolve your beef. Yeah, you could Google it, but isn't it more fun to learn it from a friend? I'm Michelle. And I'm Claire. Michelle, you were uh, a little late to our recording and you had an interesting excuse. I'd love for you to share with the listeners what it was. Yeah, I got to say I have a bone to pick with spiders. I was just sitting down getting my station ready. I look to the side and I see a little roommate of a spider. A little new roommate that moved in with me right next that's, to me. That sounds like know. full on beef. I, it was full. I had full on beef and I am terribly bad at killing bugs. Uh, I I feel bad about doing it. Truthfully, like it's not even that I'm scared of the bug. I just don't want to. I don't want to hurt it. The idea of it makes me sad. Um but I was like, I have to, I have to, I have to do what I have to do for Galsplain. So I picked up a shoe and um, tried to hit the bug, um, but hesitated because it makes me sad. So I missed the spider and it fell on my ground and I'm pretty sure it's still alive somewhere in my room. Why, why do you have, like, are you a person that tries to save bugs? Uh, yes, yes. I did not know this about you. I don't like killing bugs. That makes me really sad. Like, I'll let someone else do it. And usually I, I will ask someone else to do it because I don't. I, it makes me feel really bad. Why? I don't know. I guess I'm a little wimp. I'm a little baby. <laughs> no, no. I, I feel, and this might sound scary, I feel vindicated when I kill a bug because it's like you were in my space. You were trying to bite me. I've had so many bug bites. I'm a, I'm allergic, more allergic than other people to bugs biting me, mosquitoes, mm. flies. So I swell up like crazy. And so anytime I see one, I'm like, get out of here. Go on, get. I do feel that towards mosquitoes because they I, I swell up a lot to mosquito bites. I get a lot of mosquito bites and they're really bad. Um, but even mosquitoes, I just, I hate killing bugs. It makes me feel really bad. But right now I feel like there's bugs all over me. Oh my God, it's a mess. But I actually had another thing to talk about with you, Claire, because this week my hot water went out. Oh, so you've joined the cold shower cult without even wanting to. (laughs) Cold shower cult back. And let me tell you, I hadn't taken a cold shower in a long time. And I'd gotten home from work. I had gone to the gym after work. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is good for me. I jump a little cold shower after a long day. Maybe like it'll like make me feel good and energized after like this long day I've had. No, cold shower suck after being out of the cult for a long time it was pain i was singing music in the shower like shrieking it like you i remembered i was trying to think of your words claire in our first episode for those of you who haven't listened through all our episodes our first episode ever was claire explaining cold showers and the benefits of them and i was trying to like enjoy it and remember what you said about just like singing along to music and like really grooving and like feeling it but no, it was pain. 
So I don't wash my hair in cold showers. Were you washing your hair? No, 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 no. Okay. I think that adds a level of pain that is unnecessary. I more use it like for the health benefits, not for the cleanliness purposes. I really just wash my face when I take a cold shower. Mm. I I applaud you for going in at it with a positive attitude. And it does get easier each day. Yeah, it was really difficult. And then I, um, then thankfully it came back the next day. So it was all good. Oh, good. It, it was just a one-time thing. You know, it's New York. Sometimes they just don't turn your water, hot water on. Well, it's great. you could have boiled some water on your stove and made a bath. No. <laughs> Still no bath. All right. No dice. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe in my new apartment. I got a new apartment, too. That's another thing, folks. We're going to have a new office for Gal Splains, an actual desk. <laughs> We're moving up in the world. <laughs> well, we have a lot of positivity, but we've got to we've got to change the topic a little bit to get us into not negativity, <laughs> but this space of having beef or having a bone to pick. Michelle, do you remember like learning these terms or when they became popular? No, I think like I've always used these phrases. This is just common in our society to use like phrases like a bone to pick or having beef with and all this stuff so I feel like beef is newer I feel like having beef maybe it's just become more popular Mm -hmm. like in pop culture and meme world but I feel like they just I don't know it's just really taken up the last few years everything about beef but People have always said, have a bone to pick. But what people don't know, they might use these two terms interchangeably. I believe that they mean very different things. I actually agree with you. I was even going to make a whole segment on uh, bone versus beef and then decided against it. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, that's too on the nose. (laughs) We can talk about it a little bit later once we get into some common beefs and our beefs. But let's dive into the origin of having beef with something. So do you want do you want me to define it? Yeah, we both researched this separately, so there might be some overlap here. So you you start on what you saw. There's a few different yeah. origins I noticed. So uh beef is meat from a cow. Sure is. <laughs> it's also a word for a complaint. <laughs> if you have a beef with someone, you're not sharing a steak. You have a gripe. Mm. Just don't beef to a cow. Her problems are worse. Thank you, vocabulary.com, for that wonderful Don't beef to a cow? Her problems are worse. So having beef with someone is having an issue between the two of you that is uh, kind of stronger. It's you're both mutually having beef. You both feel it, both ends uh, feel the beef. And uh, where does this come from, Michelle? There's a few thoughts. I think that they can't really nail down exactly where this comes from. So honestly, this just seems like a lot of guesswork, but it's been used for quite a while, I noticed. Um, One that I feel like was the most um, valid, I'll talk about the other ones, but the one I felt the most valid um, was that the word beef was actually used as a verb and a noun, like in the 1800s. It basically meant like to complain or gripe or grumble or protest. Um, 
and like that could be like like being noisy loudly um for instance and a good example that ny world used um on may 13th 1888 was he'll beef and kick like a steer and let on he won't never wear them well thank you that sounded like a line out of oklahoma the first play michelle and i did together (laughs) it sure does and also someone suggested that they thought that the reason it was called beefing is because cattle were very ornery and so because they were very ornery i guess it just kind of translated onto the word beef maybe i felt like this one had the most legs to stand on which Hmm. also is a phrase slash idiom, I guess. Um, (laughs) But we're not talking about that one today. But I felt like it had the most legs to stand on because it actually had, like, context to being said somewhere in the 1800s. But there were a few others. Like, someone said that in the Old West, some sheep farmers were competing for grazing land with cattle farmers. The sheep farms used the term with each other to refer to a conflict, which is why, uh, which is what they had with the cattle farmers or the quote-unquote beef farmers so the sheep farmers were essentially like we have these these beef farmers taking our land yeah i've heard that one that was the one that i uh understood mostly but i like to think that there's a lot of different ways that this could have come about and maybe it was many different ways Mm -hmm. yeah and someone there was a totally different interpretation that was like um like it's a muscular conflict. Like they, instead of taking it from the cattle route, they're like, oh, you're, that's a beefy conflict. Like mm-hmm. it's very muscular. People are fighting. I, I love it. So mm-hmm. alternatively, if we can move on to bones now that we've talked about beef, um, alternatively, I think that people think having beef and having a bone to pick are very similar, but I'm going to mm-hmm. shatter everyone's beliefs. Having a bone to pick means having a grievance with someone that needs to be talked out. So I have a bone to pick with you. I heard that you criticized me at the meeting yesterday, right? So it means, uh, and my understanding of where this came from, and you feel free to add what you know, is that having a bone to pick simply refers to a dog chewing endlessly or picking clean a large bone. A bone to pick is kind of requiring a lot of discussion or argument until everything can be perfectly clean, can be perfectly together. And uh, instead of like having beef, which is more like anger, this is like a grievance. Like we need to talk this out. We need, it wasn't a huge deal, but I don't feel good about it until we pick the bone. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. I feel like this one's a, a nice, easy, simple way of seeing the imagery and knowing, oh yeah, you're picking that clean. Um, it kind of makes a lot of sense. I saw a very similar thing that like, it's date, it date back, dates back to like the 16th century. Though, I actually found that there's a book called Food, a dictionary of literal and non-literal terms, which is basically a whole book that describes the origins of food-centric idioms. And I was reading through it and it was a time. I love that. Is there anything that stuck out to you with Bone to Pick? Bone to Pick, yes. Uh, Very similar to how we're talking about it now, but it kind of adds like a bone of contention to the mix. Like uh, it says 
here uh who wrote it the author was robert palmatier just to give credit to him he says that in the early 16th century this peaceful activity of the dog became a metaphor for the for a philosopher mulling over an idea or a preacher delivering a sermon so like they're picking a bone they're thinking about something right Mm -hmm. um however when a second dog was added to the picture the bone became a prize to be contested, leading to a violent dogfight. Later in the 16th century, the object that the dogs were fighting over became a metaphor, a bone of contention for the Ooh. subject of a human quarrel. So bone wow. of contention, I feel like kind of heightens up picking a bone to like, or I have a bone to pick, <laughs> to like a little more in line, I think, with having beef with someone. I think it's a little more quarrelsome. Yeah, I I think I think bone to pick when you just think of the two terms is the less aggressive one though. Like just mm -hmm. baseline. If I walked up to you and I was like, I have beef with you, you would immediately be on the defensive. But like I feel like people say at work, I have a bone to pick with you. And it's more of a common thing to say. And I was reading just some different cultural understandings of this term. And what I found most interesting is a lot of people in the UK said it meant something a little bit different to them. When someone says, I have a bone to pick with you, uh, a lot of times they take it as that person saying, I believe you've done me wrong and I want to know why. Like, I want the why. So mm -hmm. if it's like, like that first example that I stated of having a bone to pick with someone, you know, I have a bone to pick with you. I heard the way you talked about me in that meeting yesterday. And with, when we say that, we might just expect that person to say like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I, I didn't realize it affected you. But apparently in the UK, uh, and some of our UK listeners can correct me, but this is what my sources online were saying, that it means that they want to know why, why this person did this and what the root of it was. And it's kind of calling out wrongdoing on the other person. So I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think a beef would be like a long standing thing, whereas bone of contention is more like in the moment, like, let's talk about this or let's 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 figure this out kind of thing. Well, let's talk first. Less uh, less intense. What are some common and we can just brainstorm them together bones to pick that people have with each other? I feel like work is a huge one and most of the time it has to do with communication like mm -hmm. something wasn't communicated properly someone misunderstood someone else and all I have to say is girl if you're waiting to like if you're like mm, maybe they didn't mean it that way but it's starting to bother you pick that bone go up to that person say I've got a bone to pick with you and get the conversation started because it will not resolve unless you do that. That's my two cents on it. That meat will be sticking out of that bone. It'll be uneaten. It will get rotten. Ew. It will get gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's true in everything. I think a bone to pick is essentially comes out of like bad communication with people. And like you have to figure that out. Like I think that happens in work relationships like uh, like home relationships if you're living like with a partner or roommates like I have a bone to pick with you uh, I'm sure my roommates have a bone to pick with me I have not uh, cleaned my dishes so I need to do that they'll have a bone to pick with me if not you know 
So it's kind of like the unspoken things that people are interpreting from other people. Have you ever had a bone to pick with someone or has someone ever had a bone to pick with you that you can remember? Um, yeah, I had a bone to pick with my brother today. This is a very topical situation because <laughs> he thought that Ben Platt was an amazing choice for the Dear Evan Hansen movie. Um, our theater geeks will understand that that is a very controversial thing to say because he is a terrible choice for the movie for Dear Evan Hansen, in my opinion. And I had a bone to pick with him about it. Oh, I need to know more about this later because I dis- <laughs> I agree with your brother. Um... <laughs> what? See, I have a bone to pick with you now. <laughs> I think that the times that I've had a bone to pick with someone and I remember the feeling of embarrassment when someone comes up to you and says, I have a bone to pick with you. And then they say something that you said completely out of context and they completely misunderstood you and their feelings of being offended by what you said are completely valid, but Mm -hmm. like they only heard half of what you said or clearly it was a misunderstanding. So as someone that always wants to be understood. That's me. That's my deepest desire in life to be understood and to be heard. It is like my biggest fear when someone says that they have a bone to pick with me. I would rather have beef with someone than have someone have a bone to pick with me and have something be like unsaid. Like I did something wrong and I don't even know it. That's how I look at a bone to pick. That's a big thing to say. I feel like, I feel like having beef with people is more intense but you're more scared of like I guess you're okay with being okay that you have beef with someone else so you're you're okay with that that goes two ways but bone to pick you feel less in control I guess Mm. not to turn this into a therapy session but (laughs) (laughs) I think that uh having a bone to pick and you know other people especially people that fall in that type two of the Enneagram. I have friends and I know we all feel very similarly. Like being misunderstood is really scary when you want to just help other people. So for example, like this has never happened to me, but let's say I'm in a situation where I'm giving a friend advice and maybe it's about a relationship. Sure. Let's say Michelle's come to me and she's like, oh, I'm having all these problems. And I start giving you advice And you don't really want the advice. Like you're just coming to vent to me. And I miscommunicate what you want from me as wanting advice. This happens to everyone. And Michelle miscommunicates me giving her advice as me not really listening. Me wanting to just solve her problem and me wanting to like get to it and not really listening. And I'm sure this has happened to you, Michelle. I'm sure this has happened to me. Not this specific situation. This has happened um, to us. (laughs) But I think that it's it's in those moments where I'm like, oh. And then let's say you come to me a few days later and you're like, I have a bone to pick with you about this thing that you said the other day. My brain immediately starts going, wait, what did I say? Wait, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. Do you feel that? I feel like that wouldn't be like, we have beef. That'd be more like... I have a bone to pick with you. Yeah. And there's something about having a bone to pick that involves a level of trust and love for the other person. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not just going to let this simmer because you're my friend and I love you and we need to talk about this and this is bothering me. So I'm going to wipe the slate clean of it. I'm going to make that bone perfect. I have a bone to pick with you. Whereas having beef with someone is like 
there's no resolution. There's no love there. Well, there could be love there. You can have beef with your family members. But (laughs) there is no resolution in sight. And you're having beef for a much more intense reason most of the time. Would you like to know the top 10 reasons that people have beef? What are the top 10 reasons, Claire? Uh, One of them is just constant arguments. Like two people have really argumentative personalities, either in a relationship or family relationship, and they get into these arguments or rows, as our friends in the UK call them, and they maybe don't stick to their point. They swear, they name call, and that can lead to having beef with other people, especially when you say things that you don't mean. So like, you know, it could have been about the dishes or about whose turn it was to load the dishwasher. And it turns into, you're a bad person, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever, I, I'm trying to think if we ever in high school, because I'm fine to talk about any beef we had in high school, if we ever had any arguments Either with each other or with other people that turned you know into what? something more. I did have beef with you one time. There was really? one time in our friendship where I had a big beef with you. God, my heart is racing. Uh, and I don't know if I actually ever confronted you about it. Um, but live I think confrontation. Kind of knew this is live confrontation um, right now. When I graduated high school, um, I had a beach trip and Claire. Before the beach trip, she couldn't come because she was going away to like some thing Governor in the summer. School, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't gonna name it because you know, <laughs> but uh, the night before, I was like trying to like say bye to her because I was gonna go off to college. I wasn't gonna see her for a while because it was like gonna be a busy summer, and she like ha- only because you know it was high school and like she was seeing someone at the time and she wasn't thinking about me really that much but like when she said bye to me it was because I planned to go see her at her place and she like didn't we like said bye like on her front porch and that was it and then like nothing there was nothing else (gasps) there was barely anything else from her and I felt so like wow, she really isn't going to miss me because she's, like, going to hang out with her boyfriend instead of with me on, like, my last night that I could see her. And I remember I had so much beef with you after that. (gasps) I never knew. But then it was overshadowed because there was, like, a lot of other stuff happening. Well, I wasn't even – I didn't even uh, hang out with my boyfriend that last night. Wow. So I I had beef with you over – I spent time with my parents. Look at that. You can develop beef with someone over an un, unverified account of history. Oh, my gosh. That's so I never knew that. I think that was, I just assumed that you were going to be there when I got back for the summer. Like, I think that was just my assumption that we were wow. going to spend a ton of time together. But that was not true. Wow. That was not true. And I've held it against you ever since. It's why this podcast always feels very tense. <laughs> Because I only saw you for two minutes. <sighs> well, I had beef with you. Also, I'm sorry about that. I love no, you. Okay. <laughs> and we've worked past it. Also, uh, there was like a, a silence because I was I was waiting. I gasped. Well, I also think it's funny before I share my beef. I also think it's funny that 
that beef, and I'm going to put it in quotation marks, was completely <laughs> overshadowed because our friend group had a larger beef with an with another person going on. Mm-hmm. So we had to squash our beef, which I didn't even know existed, to talk about the other beef. <laughs> oh, high yeah. school. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was largely overwhelmed that summer by a yeah. lot of things in all of but our that's, lives. That's life. Like, things are put into perspective <laughs> all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so my beef with you was prom night, your senior year. Are we going to talk about that? Let's see how much we cut out this episode. Um, what happened? Prom night, Michelle had a boyfriend. It's always the boyfriends. In I know. It's, if you're a high school listener, the friends are more important. I swear. If you're an ex from high school. Stop listening. <laughs> oh, God. I hope they don't listen. Um, kill me. Michelle had a boyfriend, and I, I'm just going to say his name. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of respect for exes from high school. It's okay. Um, and Michelle had a boyfriend, <laughs> and we all had, like, gone over to uh, one of our friend's houses after for, like, a little hangout after prom, as you do. And we were all sitting in the living room, like, eating snacks, and we were going to watch a movie. And I was just so excited to be there with Michelle. You know, she's my best friend. I wanted to spend time with her. We were, she was graduating. Like I was feeling very, I was feeling very emotional. And I was also consequently probably having some kind of issue with my relationship and wanting some space from that. And also uh, wanting to just be with my closest friend, right? And I just wanted to spend time with her, but she was so caught up with this guy. And I felt also very uh, unappreciated Mm. and not spoken to. And then, you know, you spent all this time with this guy. And then once you finally did come around, it was to talk about all the things that had gone wrong with this guy. And that's what the whole (laughs) night turned into. It was like your undivided attention on him and then your undivided attention on us, but to talk about him. Ain't that always how it is? I know. Mm-mm. Isn't it so good we're past it? I'm so glad. <laughs> we're going to cut a lot of that, so. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you forgave me for that beef and that I have, in turn, forgiven you. Thank you. We definitely don't think about it all the time anymore. It wasn't that, that serious. We don't hold it against each other and think about how, um, you know, we're going to take revenge on each other. I'm really glad we're past that, Claire. Oh, God, you said that kind of scary. <laughs> well, no. anyways, on that note, I think it is time for a cute little, maybe weird, recess. Hello. There is uh, absolutely no recess today. This is Michelle. Uh, there's no updates on the bath situation. I have still not taken a bath. If you didn't get the gist from the rest of the podcast that that was the case. Um, so sorry if you wanted a little break from all the beef that Claire and I have been having. Um, but I hope you've been relaxing in some lovely baths and that you actually enjoy it. So go have a lovely bath or don't. I hope you do or don't. Bye.
Welcome back from recess. We're going to talk a little bit about things that we have beef with or have a bone to pick with that are not each other. Before recess, we got a little personal. Now we're going to get a little vague, a little broad. I want to talk about the things we have a bone to pick with. Michelle, I got beef with something. What? It's called cooking. Why are you saying it like that? I got beef with cooking. What about it? I I know it. I think I know where you're going to go with it's this. It's constant. And then you finish the cooking and you eat the meal and then you know what happens next? Cleaning. You're another one. You have to clean you have to Cleaning, have to eat which I also have, have beef with. Yeah. It's a, it's a cycle that we have to do in order to live. I wake up, I have to make some sort of breakfast for myself, so I make a breakfast. Oh, but then I have to go to work, and oh, I probably should eat something when I'm at work, so I guess I'm not going to cook, and I'm going to buy something really expensive at work, and it's just a cycle of feeling really bad about buying things that I have to eat, but I have to eat or else I can't focus or feel happy um, wherever I am during the day, and then I get home, and oh, I just like bought this, like, expensive thing at work but I can't buy another thing for dinner so what now I have to cook and it's nighttime and oh now I have to clean things from breakfast too if I didn't clean it earlier and now I have to clean all my dinner or the thing that I left in the sink plus my dinner oh my goodness it's just it's never ending it's a never ending cycle it really is and the thing about it is I guess my larger bone to pick or beef is with being an adult because no one else is gonna do it like I I mean Jeff could do it, but that would just be unfair to him if I left all of that for him to do, right? It's like no one else is going to clean up your dirty dishes. You have to. No one else is going to cook the meals for you. You have to. And we do all these things to make it easier on ourselves. Michelle and I both get not sponsored HelloFresh. And still sometimes the HelloFresh meal expires, right? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I actually stopped doing HelloFresh because I was doing it with my roommate, but then it got too complicated with schedules because you have to like, someone always ends up making all of it if you can't match your schedules up for it. So it just, it just got out of hand in terms of, it just, there was no time in life for the cycle was hurting the, the dishes in the sink and it was just not good. Oh. And it's, I love HelloFresh, but even this week I accidentally got a package um from them and i it got to monday and i was like oh my god i haven't even cooked it once and that was like a week after i got it and i was like what am i gonna do what am i gonna do wow well i have a lot more beef actually i i have a beef with uh kindles kindles Uh uh-huh what about them i just think they're stupid (gasps) <gasps> I love my Kindle. My Kindle's right here. Right. I know. I know. I know everybody likes their Kindle. Everybody's trying to talk me into getting a Kindle. I personally, my beef with Kindles is I have big thumbs. It's really hard to type on the little keyboard. It's really hard for me to see on that screen. And I, it's just another device to remember, right? Yeah. That's my beef with it. I have an iPad. I have a MacBook. I have an iPhone. I had an Apple Watch until I shattered it two weeks ago. Um, oh, that's another story. Michelle's face is like, what? But like, I have all of these appliances. I have headphones. I have AirPods. I have a printer. You know, I don't need one more thing. Sometimes 
I just want to pack a book, no charger, you know? And I do. And then people are like, "Mm, you should get a Kindle. I'm like, no, I don't want a Kindle. I don't want another charger. I don't want to have to find another outlet when I'm somewhere. Here's the thing. I love both Kindles and books. I, I agree. It's very hard to use a Kindle. And my Kindle's also extremely old. But it is nice sometimes when you are. I actually think opposite. It's nice to pack a Kindle because mm. it's, you don't, you're not going to mess it up. And I don't yes. want to mess up a book. I, I kind of, this is kind of the episode where I'm going to sound like a crazy person for picking beef with things that <laughs> probably shouldn't have beef. I got a beef with one more thing that I think is pretty big. Okay. What the about? dentist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My biggest beef with the dentist is that they always tell me that I'm doing a good job flossing when I know I'm not. So what are they doing wrong? They tell you you're doing a good. They always get mad at me. My gums are bleeding, like bleeding. And they're like, do you floss? You floss every day, don't you? And I'm like, my mouth is filled with blood from you flossing my teeth. Clearly, I don't. I've gotten better. I floss regularly. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it just doesn't happen. And they are like, mm, good job. And I'm like, what are you missing? What are you missing? Mm-hmm. And they yeah. always want you to do something else. It, when did the dentist turn into the plastic surgeon? Where every time also, you go in, they, they have a new recommendation for you. I don't know if this happens to you. No, yeah, they totally do. They're always like, hmm, you should like come in again and get this done and this done. And I'm like, um, how about no? Because that's not covered by insurance, but... No. Also, they always talk to you when they're in your mouth. Right. And I'm like, I don't know how to answer you right now. Like, why is it that every dentist does that? And I think they do it because they're malicious. I think they do it on purpose. Because the only reason that every dentist would do that when they know that you can't talk and you're, they're in your mouth is because they get pleasure out of seeing you suffer with having to answer back with all these appliances in your mouth. Every dentist I've ever been to does this to me. And I know it's because it's the only thing that makes them happy in their day. I am sorry to the dentist. You think they take a class in like dentist school, like how to have a conversation while your hands are in someone's mouth. Like just listen to a podcast. Let me, let me listen to a podcast while you're in my mouth. I don't want to talk to you. Just clean my teeth while I listen to a podcast or music. Like I don't want to be perceived right now. And on top of it, my gums are always bleeding. I don't want to speak while my gums are bleeding. (laughs) I just don't want to. I just don't know why it's, yeah, I don't know why it's against the culture of going to the dentist to not want to be perceived by them. Like I don't want to have a relationship with you. When I went into the dentist the last time, so, you know, you go like six months apart and I had the same girl and I guess they write down like three things about you to ask you again, right? Like when I was in college, it was like house college. That was pretty much every time. But now Mm -hmm. they don't know what to bring up to me. So I guess she had written down one thing about me that I have a boyfriend, (gasps) right? And she comes in, hands in my mouth, gums are already bleeding and she goes, So do you still have a boyfriend? What if I said no and like started sobbing while her hands were in my mouth? Like what a weird way to start a conversation. They get a kick out of it. Sick people. No, I'm kidding. I used to love my dentist. This is this is my new dentist. And most of them have been great. 
but it's just the culture, you know? What if our dentists listen to this? Why can't we get fluoride as an adult, too? Fluoride was the best part of going to the dentist. I always got the one that tasted like cotton candy, and they always gave me a game to play with. And <laughs> why can't we get fluoride? My teeth are weaker because I can't have the fluoride now. Mm. Insurance doesn't cover it because they want adults to not have strong teeth. So we have to pay the dentist to mm. replace our teeth. A conspiracy. The big Anyways. dentist corporations. What's your beef, Michelle? <laughs> Yeah, I I have a few beefs. Um, one of my one of my beefs actually does kind of go on the line of bones of contention, but I hate it when people and this is a big thing for me in my day job, but uh, I hate it when people cough on the phone, and my mom specifically. This is why it turns into a bone of contention. Um, I have a bone to pick with her about it because yesterday she would not stop coughing into the phone and I have AirPod Pros. I know that's very bougie of me, but I have AirPod Pros. And so she's in my ear with the noise canceling on coughing multiple times. And I love my mom, but I was telling her, mom, stop coughing in my ear. I was like, I'm sorry you're coughing, but just mute yourself. Like, Mm. why? Why are you coughing into my ear? Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't want the coughs in your ear. Mm-mm. I I don't like it. That um, it mines a lot of noises because then it's also people scraping metal on metal. Mm. It's also I I always just I have beef with that. Just use plastic, please. Just use something that's not metal when you're touching metal. She's looking at me. And sipping out of a metal straw with her teeth. Do not scrape your teeth on that. That's another thing. I hate it when people <laughs> scrape their teeth on metal. <laughs> when they eat with a fork and they scrape the I do that. fork with their teeth. Um, use your lips. I'm a teeth why eater. Why are you? I'm a teeth eater and a teeth drinker. Like this if you is give why... me a plastic straw at a restaurant, I bite down. You know which straw is mine because it is flattened. I get that. But metal? This is why you're going to the dentist. You're scraping (laughs) up your teeth. Full circle. Full circle. (laughs) Also, I do have a bone to pick right now with furniture websites raising their prices in the summer. Because I saved some furniture items on some websites that were literally a third of the price that they are now when I saved them in the like early spring, late winter. And now all of a sudden in the summertime, they're like, three times as much like how does that make sense it's the same item i know you're in new york city but this is my personal ad for facebook marketplace i mean the only reason i still have a facebook is to find the same furniture i see on these furniture websites and at ikea for Mm. a third of the price already assembled i gotta say i'm just a little weary of facebook marketplace i don't I want it to just be sent to me. I don't want to meet up with someone and get something. Oh, that's half the thrill. You would say that. <laughs> I'm just joking. No. Okay. Okay, your 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 last beef? Do you have some more beef? I I think that's it. A few of the the bones I had to pick with, I were just callbacks to past episodes. Like I feel like we we've heard my bones to pick with baths. We had a few bones to pick in our sauce versus condiment episode true we had a few few things there but the biggest one that i think we both i think our biggest 
bone we have to pick with this whole podcast was with the U.S. government for covering up Amelia Earhart's death. That's full on beef. That was because they feel it too. They feel it back to us too. They feel it. They feel the rage. (laughs) They they heard our podcast and they were like, "Shut up!" They tried to silence us. Let's not talk anymore about it. We could get in trouble. <laughs> true, 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 true. We don't want to end up like her. Like a Thanks. conspiracy theory. Um, knocking on wood. Apparently, bury the hatchet. And there's a lot of different um, uh, understandings of where bury the hatchet comes from. But the one that popped up the most on the internet was that it is a Native American tradition where uh, they tribes would literally in the 17th century in America to end an argument, they would literally bury a hatchet in the ground as a declaration of peace when their fighting had ended. So I think that's really cool to signify agreement. And it was when two tribes had decided to settle their differences and live in harmony, the chief of each tribe buried a war hatchet in the ground to signify their agreement. So we'll be burying the hatchet. And wiping the slate clean apparently comes from uh, the time when people wrote on slate chalkboards, so not too long ago. And starting with a clean slate means you wiped the board clean and started over, and people just adopted that as starting over with a clean slate was a good thing. And to wipe the slate clean, you had to have these squashing of the beef conversations. So how... Do you end the beef with someone? Well, the most popular answer on Reddit was, with the assistance of your friend, use a machete to chop the cow into small pieces. That's how you end beef. That was not what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'll give you the real answer. (laughs) Wow. I think the things that really stuck out to me when I did my research about how to end beef, how to bury the hatchet, how to wipe the slate clean was first to calm down, take a moment, walk away. We all know this, but it's sometimes easier said than done. Think about how to thoughtfully state your case, not using I statements, not claiming anything on the other person, not swearing, not anything like that. Now, this could be with a relationship, a friend, a family member, a colleague, any kind of situation. And then one of the most important things is to look at the problem, not at the person you're speaking to. So I know in issues that I have friends that work in large offices and they're always getting into an issue with a certain colleague. So even when the issue isn't huge, let's say Dave always bothers them, darn Dave, and uh, when Dave does something again, even if it's really small, it really bothers them. So it's easy to look at the person and look at the whole picture instead of just uh, looking at the problem. So look at the problem, stay focused on just the situation in front of you, not all the history. Listen. Listen very closely like and carefully. Beyonce That's... said in Dream Girls. Do the song Listen. deep in your heart. <laughs> and then another big thing was to pick your battles. Um, making sure to understand, do I actually need to have this beef with someone? Or should I just have a little bone to pick? Mm-hmm. You know, should I just... And then 
the last thing that I think is the most important is to celebrate agreement. So whenever you agree on something, whenever the hatchet is buried, the bone is picked, the beef is squashed, the slate is cleaned, celebrate big. So Michelle and I, we buried a few hatchets today. We clean that <laughs> slate. And we celebrate by giving you all this episode. Wow. <laughs> That was beautiful, Claire. I feel like I was just taken on a journey of a journey acceptance and reconciliation. Present, and mm. I feel like we ate that beef. We picked the bones clean. We threw the bones, the clean bones away in the trash. We were not contesting over it anymore. And then we washed those dishes, that slate, right clean. Wow. Good job, Michelle. Tying it all together. That, Tell it a story. That is it. That is that is it. That is the beef squashed. The dish is clean. That is the end. Do you have anything else to say about lovely idioms? <laughs> Just that I think there are about a million more. So follow us at Gelsplain Pod <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. And I think an important question for all of you is, what do you have beef with? What do you have a bone to pick with? We'll share some of the funniest uh, responses next week because you can tell people feel passionate about certain things. Uh, and I think that's interesting. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Maybe we can dive into idioms another time. So subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time. Bye.